This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. On today's show, we have Matthew Player, the founder and CEO of Zonomics. What is Zonomics? You know, when you're trying to do something in real estate and you've got to deal with the zoning data and you've got to figure out what's going to happen there, these guys basically provide zoning data and land use data. Matthew, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me, Zane. You know, firstly, I'm sure a lot of our viewers are wondering, zoning, that sounds like a headache. What is zoning? So let's let's dive into that. Yep. Uh, I'd like to keep it like nice and simple, but uh, basically zoning restrictions and regulations are the way local municipalities um, around the world, particularly in the US and Australia um, and Canada, utilize um, zoning maps to control where land use can take place and certain real estate activities or any business activities or residential activity can take place. And also the form and density of development. So how big a building can be and how intensive a use of a, of, of a property can take place. Now, Matthew, I appreciate you want to keep it simple, but from my experience, and I'm sure many people who are in real estate, zoning is not simple. It can get quite daunting and complex. What are some of the challenges that, that exist today? What inspired you to start Zonomics? Yeah, so a little bit of my background, um, I'm an urban planner and, and uh, GIS, um, a consultant by background, and that's what I did at, in, in uh, university, um, and then went into private consultancy, starting off with um, advising real estate developers from mom and pops, uh, doing remodeling, to the largest real estate de- developers getting billion dollar shopping malls and subdivisions and, and land releases through and, and commercial projects. And during the years, I kept coming across recurring issues because of a big problem and and that is that despite um, the collection and analysis of data becoming a key factor in all facets of real estate the data that actually identifies what's legally possible uh, for the use of real estate um, and the potential size of a bit building isn't being collected analyzed or utilized so to sort of give you an example of that often from a, a big real estate developer's point of view you'll get friction between a city and a developer because in many cases a developer will go and purchase a site and then want to go and develop it. And they're only finding out at later stages when they're actually lodging plans that what they, the project that they want to pursue isn't actually permitted by zoning restrictions. So either it just can't be done or it's years and years of um, fighting um, through the city to actually make sure that that project can actually take place. Um, and, and so uh, this can all be front-loaded if the data actually um, was analyzed before the purchase takes place. So it's not just um, people that have an idea and an, a plan to do something with the property and then find the fighting with the you know, regulations. I understand there's also an information asymmetry aspect here. See, one thing that makes real estate really um, interesting and makes prop tech really exciting is there's a lot of information asymmetry. Often people make money in real estate by knowing something that someone else doesn't know, right? There's an arbitrage somewhere. Obviously, someone, and ideally, the seller thinks they're getting a great deal and the buyer thinks they're getting a great deal, right? 
Uh, but sometimes people can um, bid on a property knowing that if they have the zoning sorted out, they can do a lot more with this building than the current owner realizes. So, I mean, I've, I've been involved in real estate transactions where that's certainly been the case, both on the buy and sell side, where someone has a better idea and, and they can extract far more value from this property. And, you know, you don't instinctively think. You, you, you're looking at this business as what it is today with its rent rolls and its net operating income. And you're, you're selling on a multiple of that. The sophisticated buyer realizes, wait, this community property here can be, you know, torn down and you can build a skyscraper here or you can do, you yeah. know, you can build commercial stuff here. And you've kind of hit on what makes me really passionate about it is really democratizing this opportunity. Um, you know, they don't even have to purchase it. You've got many developers will just option up the site knowing more about it than the, the land, the, the, the current owner. And they don't even have to transact until um, they've actually gotten the permitting through and then they transact at that stage. So. Uh, what we're passionate about is that you can kind of get this sort of um, when that data is available, you can kind of get this Robin Hood sort of weeble element to to this where you're making the average real estate buyer or homeowner or investor have this, you know, previously until now, the, a real estate developer usually consists in the main of a big national, you know, resell, uh, re real estate developer that has the resources or even a local real estate developer who has the connections um, that knows that this this information knows this is happening and, and can capitalize on it. Now, what we can do with with this data is that everyone can be just as informed as that big developer or that national brokerage or that local real estate developer, and then act upon it. Um, you know, the next element will be whether um, now that you've connected them with um, with that information is you know connecting them with the buying power and the financing and then you you have a real inve um, investment revolution that could take place but um we have and we obviously have prop techs that are working on that and maybe crypto can play a role in that itself but the start of it is making sure everyone is a level playing through on a level playing field with the information you know to give you uh, an example that i've experienced and this goes back to how real estate was really, or the tax laws were written by real estate people and real estate really was a way to hold power and um, the regulations and laws are built around, you know, enriching those that have real estate, right? Um, mm -hmm. I was in a place, I'm not going to mention which place, I don't want to get in trouble, right? But I was in a, a certain place uh, looking at property and, um, you know, talk with the town is that, you know, the mayor of that town was um, able to um, basically bought a bunch of land, started building hotels. Somehow, you know, was able to get her, this person's project pushed through and their friend's project pushed through. And then, you know, a bunch of bills passed and suddenly there's all this money going into revitalization and infrastructure. And, you know, the mayor of that town made a fortune, you know, and, and these types of things happen all the time. So many times um, you're, you, the opportunity comes to invest in a project and, um, you know, you wonder like, wow, how, how did they get so close with the, 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 in the politics here, right? Or the, the politics, I should say, my accent, damn it. The politics <laughs> where, you, you know, the city's going to build a, a hospital, for example, right? 
And it's fascinating that if you know the city is going to build a hospital, if you know the city is going to build a transportation hub or something big is going to happen and you get that insider information, you freely trade on it. Now, if that happened in the public stock markets, right, where you get insider information, um, you, work at a, you work at a company, for example, okay? Let's say you work at Netflix. Netflix is very open. They share their public financials internally with a big disclaimer. You share this, you're going to jail, okay? They share this data. If that data leaks out and someone trades on the data, they're going to jail. The SEC is coming down on them. Why is it in real estate it's okay? And these laws exist to protect consumers, but in real estate, it seems to be that it's okay. You can trade on this inside information and, and you know, you can make a fortune. And um, this is just unfortunately how real estate is. And my view is, you know, if that information is transparent and available to everyone, then that levels the playing field. It doesn't have to be hidden because then you know people and you make money because you know people. And to me, that feels wrong. It's hard for people to break into real estate if that's how things will stay. And the issue is kind of twofold. I, I, you know, I know you're pointing out, you know, a couple, what might seem, you know, the, the instances where a developer is, you know, in the know and, and a man is making money. But I'll give you a, an example from my home in Sydney, Australia. In Australia now, it's gotten to the point um, we had a, a very serious instance with state politicians doing that very thing, thing back in the early 2000s and, and, and the, the 90s to now when you submit a development project um, permit in that state, you have to submit your developer, the developer has to submit any political contributions they've made. So, so to try and bring a bit, bring wow. a bit of transparency to, to it. Well, hold on, um, hold on. We, we, just, we just jumped over something. So they have to disclose the political contributions they've made. Yes. And I know LA has wow. been, the city of LA has been working on this as well. Um, it's not widespread in U.S. practice right now in permit submitting, um, but uh, yes, that, that's one way of kind of trying to solve it. Um, um, you know, in that particular instance, I think it's a lot of the states in Australia where it's 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 that way where you it, across the, any jurisdiction, it's a statewide policy. But um, I know LA has, has recently implemented something like this. Um, um, and but the yeah. fact that they're, they're implementing this, the fact that it needs to be disclosed, suggests that this happens far too often. Yeah. And in exactly. other industries, like Big Pharma, right, supporting um, studies and lobbying and donating lots of money. And, you know, this is how the world works. I mean, I bet, you, you can bet, actually, that if it's working anywhere else, it's definitely working in real estate, right? Like, real estate's going to be the testing bed for for all types of business dynamics, and one of those dynamics definitely is the political connections and the, um, you know, contributions you can make. Um, but it's, it's good to see that's changing. Yes, and and then, but it goes a little step further. Even this, so we think about the process of how um, the, um, you know, that next, next, um, non-urban land next to where you've currently got um, residential land in a an area or you've got um, rural farming area and how that land release happens. It, it's usually flagged, but usually by the time it's flagged on a strategic plan, you know, it's kind of been talked about for a while and, and moved around. But at, at some point it starts to become where they have to make it, you know, public exhibition, 
um, where they do the land use planning, the future land use plan, it goes up for public exhibition. There's clear processes that take place and then eventually it gets rezoning. There's other things like spot rezoning, which we can get into where there's more issues around that. Um, and I know, you know, certain cities try and claim they don't do spot rezoning and those things. But um, what we will say is even when the biggest issue that Zoneomics is at least trying to start with is even when a city does make their um, information publicly available that it goes and lives and dies in a PDF document and it's all analog that um, just sits there either in the city um, center or if it finally gets put up um, if it finally gets um, put up on a website it still it lives and dies in a PDF that eventually it's not analog it's not searchable it's not easily available like you see with the stock market where you know Anyone can go on Robin Hood or a Bloomberg terminal and get access to those that inf information. It is available, it's just that it's, um, it lives in a PDF document. It's not searchable, it's not standardized, and, um, it's, and it's in multiple different um, uh, websites. So in the US, we're talking about 19,000 different municipalities or more, 3,000 different counties that all have different systems and different PDFs where they're they're saying where the future of this, this um, city is going.